talking to you guys and let you know what's going on on this lovely show here today. Woo, man, we got two dudes out here. They're comedians. They're some funny, funny dudes. They come from the great state of Mississippi. You know, I was born in Mississippi. You know, I, I really know how these boys are. And I hear they're really funny guys, even though they are from the great state of Mississippi. up in that there uh, Mississippi and uh, we got these two comedians really funny guys Wayne can't ever pronounce the first guy's name right his name is Berlin Huffmaster not Huffmeyer you dumbass anyway we got Berlin Huffmaster and we got uh, Mr. Matt Robin yeah real funny dudes they'll be over at Twister Line this weekend go check them out now here's the show welcome back yeah, to the MHOG podcast, the Metal Hand of God podcast. I'm your host, Wayne, and these other two guys are me, you, and me, and that him, guy. and him, and we yes. have we have two other guys on, too. And together, we are us. <laughs> they are they. And not actually going to introduce anyone on this show. Yeah, today it's, today it's just, you got to guess who they are. <laughs> My, well, I, I'm Matt Robin. I like to introduce myself it's uh that's how i do i like that i like that and 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 your partner in crime is berlin huffmaster <laughs> jamie yes jamie berlin huffmaster that is my real name my good friend uh where do you get a name like berlin well it was a birthday present from my dad nice. um <laughs> But no, it's it's an old name. It's, it's your, your, your dad sounds kind of like a dick, frankly. Oh, he just died in August. Way to uh, go! Way to go! I really dude. hope that's not true right now. No, like I'm seriously 100 percent like truthful, dude. Uh, right, I think we can end this show. Um, uh, I loved him dearly, but anyway, really sorry. Um, that makes it so much better. <laughs> I'm, I'm the rum guy, just so y'all know. You no, liar. liar. <laughs> okay, so uh, Berlin. Actually, it's an old world name. Uh, we're all uh, immigrants from Germany. And, um, I love your it's, food. What? Ger- yes, German food. food is great, man. I love it. it it's hearty. It is. And, and it sticks to your ribs. Garbage. German food is garbage? Yeah. You don't like pickled cabbage? What the hell? Spatial? No. Oh. Actually, I'm kind of with them right there. <laughs> pickled I, cabbage? I'm, I'm into the pickled cabbage. It's called sauerkraut. Yeah. Uh, Sounds Adam and Wayne don't eat a lot of ethnic foods. What are you talking about? I'm down with the, with the pickled you cabbage. You eat Taco Bell and Asian. That's it. I am oh, down. No ethnic foods? Just Taco Bell and Asian? That's I it. <laughs> I oh, well, you can't really consider European TV. food ethnic food. That's for other ethnic people. Oh, we we need to take ethnic back because it used to mean ethnic was whatever culture you're from, whatever background you're from. What is your ethnicity? Well, my yeah. ethnicity right. is white. <laughs> Somebody's fighting for the the right side of the law. Yes. Well. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but Rum is in Georgia, so we don't know what he's up to. We don't. <laughs> I. I know he's really into linen. Yes, he I is. Linen. Uh, yeah, linen. Linen is nice. Like flaxen robes of linen. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know what all this, this fancy talk like flaxen is, but uh, well, I have my own shroud. Flax. 
I was thinking more like the, you know, the, the government guy. Oh, the communist writer? I was thinking the Beatle also. Yeah, yeah. John Lennon? Oh, and who, who's the uh, No, the other guy? one. Oh. <laughs> Billy Sean Preston. Lennon? Yeah. Sean Lennon? <laughs> uh, Julian Lennon? Oh, no, the good one. I think Sean Lennon was the mistake. Well, I don't know, man. <laughs> From his parents? I thought Yoko was the mistake. Well, that too, but... Yeah, let, 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 you know, this is a very timely discussion. You know, this is some current <laughs> current pressing issues right here. Yes, it I'll is. Go, I'll go down in the books as saying that Yoko was the best Beatle. <laughs> hey. She kind of had that look about her, didn't she? Well, I mean, for 50 years, she's been just kind of getting shit on, deservedly, I mean, for her music. I mean, she's just a never-ending well of ridicule. Maybe uh, she's a dung beetle. Yeah, because <laughs> she gets shit Maybe on. Maybe she is. <laughs> I can just see Yoko Ono, like, in kind of a wheelbarrow position, like, rolling a giant turd ball with her hind legs. That would there be the go. most incredible, like, meme ever. That would be the awesome. Dung beetle. I think that was painted by Andy Warhol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in five different shades of color. <laughs> you know, not that I'm not enjoying this, but maybe we should just uh, let, let the people know who our guests are. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or we could just jack off about Yoko Ono for like another 20 minutes. I, well, well, these two lovely gentlemen, Mr. Matt Robin and... I don't know if you want to be called Jamie or Berlin. Which one you want? My mom calls me Jamie. Um, I decided my on stage I'm going to go by my middle name. Okay. Because it's more arresting. And it tends to stick out. Well, Berlin Hoffmeyer and Mr. Matt Robin. Hoff, Hoff, Hoffmaster. Hoffmaster. No, no, it's Hoffmeyer. It's Hoffmeyer. I like Hoffmeyer. It sounds oh, better. It is? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's it Hoffmaster. It's Jewish. No way. <laughs> what? I'm uh, so confused. It's a German Jew. A Berlin Jew, Hoffmaster. Jew Berlin yeah. Jewmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think my brother brought his uh, engagement ring there. Really? That's where he got it from, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's a good place. He went to Berlin. He's a jeweler. Well, anyway. Was there a big pile of jewels and watches <laughs> left over at the camp? And then you um, just No, but there was an, a Raiders of the... Uh, oh, uh, screw that joke up. <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders of the Lost Ark Idol. Best jokes. <laughs> oh man, I know. Well, I'm fucked up well these two I, guys, <laughs> these two guys will be uh, joining us on Saturday night uh, at the Twist Alarm. Uh, they're going to be our our comics, two of our comics. There, it's going to yeah, be really good for arguably the greatest comedy show to ever. Uh, we've ever on battery. That's right, we've ever put on. I am going to oh. go down and, and put yes. my foot down and say it's the best ever. That's what I'm talking about. Now, you said it's the first all-comedy show. Correct. This is the first one we actually do not have a musical group um, or act or anything to end the show. Um, what y'all need to know is that uh, Twist of Lime, where, where we have the Metal Hand of Comedy shows, is typically a metal bar. Uh, the comedy is sort of it's not we're we're kind of past the experimental stage, but we're still we're trying still, to we're grow still it. making it grow like, you know. Like those so, little things you put in water and they expand. To sort of... <laughs> you mean plants? Yes. <laughs> shrinky dinks. Or towels. No, shrinky dinks you stick... Yeah. You, you, those things you stick in the oven. Oh, I thought you stuck... A juice. Water. Oh, oh, no, man, not juice. Not juice. There. That's a pizza. <sighs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, so I was saying, uh, to sort of buffer the comedy acts, we, we usually would have a an acoustic act accompany them at the end of the show. <laughs> but what we found is that more and more, it ended up being rude to the musical acts because once the comedy was done, people were kind of ready to move on and, like, you know, get drunk and, you know, finger bang some chick that they met, you know, in the bathroom. Yeah, like the comics. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So be ready to be finger banged, guys. Yeah, I didn't I let. Hope I get finger banged at this show. <laughs> well, I'm gonna warn you right away. It's a possibility. Right Josh Josh Watts likes to take all the fingers himself, so you might have to fight him for Don't it. Don't be a finger hog. <laughs> That's going on a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> so, but no. So the last the last time we kind of decided, well, let's let's give a couple of shows just to the comics. You know, that way we, we don't have to apologize to the musical act. We've had some really good musical acts to to, to go after the, the comics, but, uh, you know, it always ends with, like, two guys standing around listening. Me and Adam. No, no, I go outside. I leave you to handle it. <laughs> That's true. Adam does leave. That's when the finger-banging starts. Exactly. Outside, though, because Adam's yeah. finger-banging all the comics. What a shocker. Just the men. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh, I, I like I that to, one. I personally have to apologize because I'm going to have to leave the the podcast a little early. Okay. I, I host trivia night here at the Brick House Bar and Grill in uh, Meridian, Mississippi, and uh, I got to do that at eight, so I'll have to leave here about seven forty. What a day! Are, is... are they running drink specials? <laughs> yeah, they're running drink specials, man. What is it, Damn. dude? On it. Uh, right now they have, I think, dollar fifty PBRs. What? And they have, yeah. They, and then uh, Southern Prohibition Brewing Company has some kind of special on theirs beers as well. Nice. Nice. Now Southern Prohibition is a brewery based out of Hattiesburg, which is where I'm at right now. And they recently made uh, the list of 101 greatest craft beers in America. Their Fire Ant made the list. Wow. I thought Susie B did. I've I've actually had that beer. Susie B, yeah, that made the list like last year or something too. Yeah. I mean, they really got it going on, man. They just keep putting out hit after hit, man. That's really cool. You guys need to check out Southbound Brewing Company. It's here in Savannah. Uh, oh. They are uh, now just going international, so it's it's a really good brewery. I love if you like the beer. craft beer. Man. I do too. My, I I love a porter though. I'm, I'm, I, a, I'm a dark rich beer guy. I'm a big fan of craft cheese. But I also like Scotch ale. <laughs> just, that's what I'm drinking right now, Scotch ale. So. Oh, you I'd can like lube your car with that. For Jamie. Jamie's <laughs> obsessed with cheeses. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I have a cheese calendar right now. Are oh, you fucking um, kidding me, dude? And it's, a, it's, it's pictures of cheese. It's not an actual calendar made of cheese. Well, no, no. I, I thought maybe like you have to slices of cheese, and every day I take one off the wall. Um, that would be awesome. But no, no, it, it's it's different kinds of cheeses. Uh, you know, you get your you know your pecorino, like your hard kind of uh, Italian style, and then like your kind of smoother camembert French styles, and like oui, um, oui. You're, you're kind of like more fatty uh, uh, English styles. Oh, yes. What's your favorite kind of cheese? Um, cheese whiz. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, any cheese so you're into the imports. I'm down. America. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I think the name of this episode is "What's Your Favorite Kind of Cheese?" Yeah, well, cheese can be paired with lots of things. I mean, especially fruit. Um, sure. People don't think about you know fruit and cheese, but I mean, like you get something kind of sharp, 
like a real cheddar. I've been to cheddar. I've been to the cheddar gorge where they, they invented, where they used to, to, to age it in the, the caves of cheddar gorge. And you pair that with like uh, something kind of mellow, like an apple, like a typical apple. You wouldn't want to pair that with something citrusy because you already have that sharp kind of taste. Uh, the citrus stuff, like... Now, uh, you, now you did you all know that Swiss cheese isn't actually from Switzerland? No. It's from South Germany, uh, kind of more in the um, Africa area. And then, of South um, Germany? <laughs> it was made in caves by... Hindus. Midgets. Only midgets were allowed to go into the caves and make the... Because they were small uh, caves. But wasn't it midget Hindus, though? Yes, okay. that, of course. I, mean, I knew everybody it. Knows well, there's that. this right. uh, one cheese <laughs> called <laughs> that's actually mined in caves by teddy bears. Nice. And, yeah, and you don't actually eat it. You inject it. Oh, oh that's sweet. nice. I, I love injecting Into cheese. Into the tip of your penis. <laughs> we okay. call it. Well, then you, you take the cheese whiz can, put it into your urethra, and just let it rip. This is by oh, far the God. greatest episode ever. I'm I'm really hoping that Mississippi is filled with nothing but cheese-based comedy. Yes. <laughs> I I cannot tell you how excited I am now uh, at the idea of you bringing your cheese-based comedy to Metairie to light up the twist of line. I got a question about the show. Okay. Uh, is there are there limits? What do you mean? Like what? Only fifteen jokes. Not make rape jokes and shit. No, you do what oh, you want. Oh, we don't give a fuck. Right, Only the limits of your imagination. <laughs> In fact, there's very little chance that you you will say the most offensive thing at this show. Yeah, I'm sure there's been more right. things. That, yeah. <laughs> Can I'm I tell awesome you the most that. offensive thing you'll ever hear in your life? I'm very there's unlikely. But go for guys. it. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay, now I'm not going to do this at the show. Oh, wait, like, someone's uh, someone's the room. Someone's getting arrested. Hold on. Oh shit! It's the PC that's police, man. That's because look, I'm it can't get here. much worse than me making fun of your dead father. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. That. Sorry about that okay. one. Um, now, Matt, you've heard this story. Um, yeah. it's a it's a real story that um was told to me by a guy I was on a crew with in the military. And, you know, we're on these crews, and you get pretty tight, and you basically share everything. I mean, you know each other better than anybody. And he told me the story one time in complete confidence, but now I'm out of the military, so fuck him. Um, <laughs> so him and his wife used to get freaky-deaky, right? Yeah. Uh, he would put a fruit, like had, like bananas and cherries in her pussy and in her oh, asshole. Oh, yeah. like this. Out of her, he would eat it out of her puss and her ass, you know. So one night they're really going at it and he, you know, he's down there, he's, he's eating the stuff out of her puss and then he would go downstairs and see what the neighbors are up to. So he's going up, down, up, down, pussy ass, pussy ass. And then all of a sudden, he feels something crunchy in his mouth and just instinctively swallows. Now, it's not what you think. It wasn't a turd. <laughs> She had a miscarriage. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus! Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I was still stuck on the ass. Frankly. Uh, and I have to say, I now insist that you tell this at the. Show. I, uh, wow! You won't be allowed to leave Metairie unless you do. Frankly, that's that is awesome. That, I do try. Wow. That that was probably the best story I've heard so far. I guess I'm not that offended, though. No, no, no. Uh, look, look. You know, speaking of of uh, pussies, uh, 
the other the other day now this is pretty funny this happened to me the other day you know recently me and my girlfriend moved in together and enough said she had some uh feminine hygiene products on the on the sink well i didn't know i'm sitting there i'm half asleep in the morning and i go and i go to brush my teeth no so (laughs) i take the toothpaste and i sprinkle it on my my toothbrush and i shove it in my mouth and i start brushing my teeth it was not toothpaste it was it was fucking like douche no it was it was it was, it was like feminine uh it was a train it was a train. <laughs> okay. a train in your mouth. It was a train. It, this episode. it was like, Wee! it's not the first time someone's run a train on him. Yeah. Was, <laughs> but no, it was like some kind of feminine wash <laughs> that I was scrubbing my teeth with. That's and I was like, it's terrible. Oh, it was well, terrible. It killed all the bacteria. Yeah, it did. It was oh, nice. Oh, my God. Are you saying it was Vagisil? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Well, it was like a soap, like a wash. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like hand soap that you use. It's weird. Oh, goodness. Wow. So I'm pretty sure it's not like hand soap, or at least no kind of hand soap I've ever used. It tasted like hand soap. <laughs> Probably like Preparation H that she's just rubbing on a... It, it, makes her, it makes it tight again if you put it on. <laughs> Rum those. Preparation H uh, suppositories, actually. I have an internal hemorrhoid. And, uh, wow, we were just completely... To the doctor to get it checked out, right? Because like, I was like, my ass was itching. Like, no, there wasn't a burning. It's, all, it's often described as a burning sensation, but it's more itching, right? You know, and I tried to keep it nice and clean, and, you know, uh, but I was just getting that not-so-fresh feeling. And so I go into the doctor, right, and I told her what's up, and she's like, well, I got to go up in there. Oh, it's a female, by the way. So she brings in another female to watch <laughs> this and crams her <laughs> finger up my ass, and the, I don't know what it. the other chick was for. I, to laugh at you? even work there. She just could have been like, hey, check this out. Enjoy the show. <laughs> yeah. And, um, can you give me that address? I'd like to. Yeah. Uh, oh, you'd no, like to no, have... it, wasn't as, uh, it wasn't as romantic as you thought, man. There was no lube. There was no nothing. It was like the dry gloves, you know, with the powder not, on them. Not seeing oh. a downside yet. Oh, God, man. It was like, <laughs> a, felt like a corn cob. Rolled in sand, rolled in broken glass and gravel, just like just nice. It's like <laughs> like somebody just punted it up in there, and it seemed to take hours. I'm not sure. I'm sure it was very quick, but good. God, I don't see how some people can enjoy that. What he's not okay. telling you is that I applied the preparation H with my tongue every day. <laughs> <laughs> you you guys in there. You guys are real partners. That's awesome. (laughs) Gentlemen, I got to say, I like the cut of your jib. Yes, you guys are awesome. You know, it'd be Uh, funny if you put one of the latex, those dry latex gloves on inside out. You know how that has the powder on the inside? Right. And you did an internal exam that way, and then you farted after. Would it just be a little puff of dust? A poof of dust. (laughs) Be like the Dead Sea fart. That would be so awesome. That would be awesome. No, yeah, you'll antique the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> now she, now she has patina. It's like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so, where's everybody from here? Like, like Rev, let's start with you. Where are you from originally? I'm, I'm, I'm from here. I'm from New Orleans. Okay. I like. I, I, by the way, I'm sorry. I went with. I'm from here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from the internet. Yeah, he's from, he's from the official life form. Sometimes it feels that way. I live in uh, Skype. Man. I live in Skype. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, 
by the way, folks, if you just heard him call me Reb, that's because that's my my Twitter name. I I do have way too many names. Yes, you do. Buck Reb, uh, Santino. Adam Santino. Um, we I'm sure we'll... I am known by many names. <laughs> oh shit! Wayne, uh, you're also from down there. Yes, I'm also from New Orleans area. Well, so you're actually from New Orleans. It's like everybody I meet in New Orleans is never from New Orleans. Well, technically, we're not. I well, yeah. I mean, we're both from the West Bank, but yeah. it's it's New Orleans. Yeah, but, but I mean, but fucking wankers. Everybody's a transplant. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah. We were born. I was born here, so yeah. My mom's from there. Oh really? Yeah. No, that's fucking cool. From uh, Morgan City, which is about an hour or two outside of it. Oh so. okay. Uh, yeah, Morgan City is what, what, can I ask you something seriously? I'm not even making fun of it, because I, I've known people who do that, like, uh, I know a guy from Lockport who was telling people, or, or telling chicks in Orlando that he was from New Orleans, I guess because no one wants to say so from some chick he's trying to finger bang, like, uh, that yeah, yeah, you're from the, it's a theme tonight, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, Welcome I'm to the really finger bang cast. Usually I try to do a little bit more than finger bang. I mean, that's not my cutoff. Yeah, but, he, uh, well, but he's from know, Lockport. I like to take it slow. I like to start with Just finger. Um, but no, no, seriously, like, what, what, what is that, like, like because really, like two or three hours outside of New Orleans is pretty far. Yeah, I agree. is that a, is that a thing? Like, yeah, no, that's definitely a thing. The main reason is because everybody knows where New Orleans is. No one could put a fucking yeah. a pin in a map, or if I asked you where to, Morgan City was, so, or a I mean, finger in a chick. It, it's it sounds like uh, it's from like like the West Coast, Morgan City. And, like, and also it it makes you I don't know. It, you're a New Orleans, a New Orleanian. Or whatever the fuck they call themselves. You're hardcore. It's a, it's a you can't thing. pronounce it, then you aren't one. <laughs> and no matter what, no matter what, if you're from Morgan City or if you're from the Louisiana area, you spend a lot of time in New Orleans. Right. So. I'm actually just from the East Coast. No, you're I'm, not. Uh, I am. I've, whole, I've lived a lot of thing? places on the East Coast. Yeah, I originally <laughs> from PA by way of... He's, uh, Rob is basically a Johnny Middle. Cash song, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's, I am. I have a burning ring of fire. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> you might need some of that uh, preparation H. Uh, Matt, you free? <laughs> yeah, man. I'll, I'll, I'll tongue that shit up. <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> Sweet. He's pay extra for that. That's uh, nice. He's going to help you out, dude. Nope, I just uh, go uh, I'm oh, serious man. over here, man. Give me a tube and fucking and, and <laughs> something to flavor it a little bit. Maybe some coloring. I don't know. Squeeze man. that shit out on a lucky dog, man. Good to go. Oh, fuck yeah. You give me a lucky dog. I'll now, what's a lucky no, dog? It's a lucky just a dog. hot dog. It's a hot dog that's filled with germs. Yes, uh, because by homeless be, yeah, I was say because homeless people give them to you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't want a lucky dog. They really are. You have to eat one, dude. Yeah, so amazing. Oh, it's great they're, drunk food. They, oh yeah, dude, they're great. And Rum's always drunk, so he can eat them all the time. I actually yeah, have too, bud. I, I don't think I've actually ever been drunk. <laughs> well, no, you've just never had a hangover. Yeah, and no, no it's not that. It's just that he, he hasn't been drunk, okay? Because he's constantly drinking. So if you if you if you keep your body at that one level, you'll never I'm go a, drunk. I'm an athlete. I have, the, I have the three levels. I have drunk, drinking, or hungover, and that's all I spend my life in. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. I take it back. One time, I had a. I I know for a fact I had a really bad hangover, but it was because. I drank way too much Guinness. Oh, Guinness will fucking do it. Guinness head, man, Guinness head is like being run over by a truck. Guinness yeah. head. 
That's what I call it because uh, I had I had fifteen. Did pints he say of Guinness, Guinness head or giving head? I think no, he, Guinness head. Yeah. No, he's talking about the head on a glass of Guinness. Right. Yeah. I, I thought he was talking about the hooker, but whatever. Hey, <laughs> I thought he was talking about sucking yeah, off the Sir Alec Guinness. Records, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I've been to the Guinness Brewery in Dublin. Oh, oh that's it's, it's beautiful cool. there. Oh, what Dublin? Oh, it was all like gray and rainy and depressing the whole time I was there. Oh, um, that's, that's that's the beauty of it. Well, sure. <laughs> You have a unique, you know, take on beauty, but we was only there for like three days, right? I lived in England, and we just spent like a long weekend in Ireland, right? And we never sure. got outside of Dublin, and everything was depressing because everything is just about how the British slaughtered everybody. Like all the historical sites are like, this is the wall where you can see the bullet holes from where they mowed down our patriots, and this is a puddle of their children's tears as they watched. <laughs> I'm so hard right now, guys. <laughs> but everything was just about British oppression. It was it was fucking bummed out, man. Uh, That's like going to Greece. Thanks. When you go to Greece, I was like, fuck, I need a Guinness. I blame That's, Obama. Yes. It. Yes, right? it's his fault for everything. Well, he's it Irish. Yeah, right, uh-huh. He'll, he'll claim oh. anything anymore, won't he? <laughs> yeah, right. He's, he's one-third. Hey, hey Hey. I, I get, now's the time. I'm so sorry. I got to head out. Oh, that's oh, all right. We like you anyway, so that's all right, man. Sons of bitches. <laughs> well, and I'll bring you some presents from Mississippi to Louisiana, so it'll make you like me again. Yes, dude. We can't wait to oh, see you on Saturday, some man. Cheese. <laughs> fucking, I don't know where to get cheese. I mean, I'll get you some craft Singles at the fucking store. That's I it. make my own cheese. Oh, from <laughs> under my own cheese. Uh, uh, all right, guys, I love y'all. I can't wait to meet you on Saturday. Get all your right, stupid dude. pretty face out of here. All right, dude, nice take it easy, nice man. Come on, man. Right. Yeah, I got to tell you. Uh, that was Mr. Matt Robin. Matt Robin. Yay, everybody. <sighs> Since his last name is Robin, does he mean, is it like the sidekick then? Yeah, he's. he's. That uh, means his dad is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he was your, it was, you know, he was your. Uh, I was thinking you were Batman. Yeah, what the no, fuck? No, no, the Huffmaster flies alone. Oh, yeah. so you're so you're Hawkman? Oh, oh no, Hawkman even had a sidekick. You mean the Savage Hawkman? Uh, I'm more like Birdman. Birdman. Yeah. The, bad, the, the basketball the player. Sense. The basketball you mean, player. Like, like the movie Birdman? No, Attorney at Law. Uh, oh. <laughs> I said that. No, you, did, you did say that. I want to say I'm like the movie Birdman because that'd make no fucking sense. I never saw that movie. <laughs> yeah. So. I actually want to see that movie. As it was supposed to get great reviews. It did get great reviews. Picture. It did win. It did it. Yes. Yeah. It, why? Because it, it's just really kind of a depressing movie about. I like. <laughs> a I like been Batman, dude. I like how you said it was supposed to get good reviews. <laughs> like it was supposed to. I don't know if it did or not. I don't. I I stopped caring about the third time I heard about it. But I want to see it. But only if it's free on Netflix. <sighs> Well, it's always free for us pirates, man. I am a pirate. Normies. I'm do, a pirate. Do they bring free movies onto your ship? You're a butt pirate. You're a butt pirate. <laughs> <laughs> now we, you know what the 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 story about eating eating fruit out of a woman's ass wasn't juvenile, but if we've gone to butt pirate, I think we've <laughs> butt we've, pirate. we've hit a new low. Oh God! We'll surpass surpass it in short order. I'm I'm positive. Mr. Huffmaster, sir, 
Uh, I, I'm actually, I really, you guys are our first, like I told you before, you guys are our, our first out of state comics to come down, which is actually going to be really cool. We're kind of well, cool, man, because the Mississippi that. comedy scene is just booming, man. That's and awesome. I really got to give it up to my friend, uh, Jamie Arrington. He's the head of Hub City Comedy up here, and uh, he's put his blood, sweat, and tears into this, and we wouldn't have a scene if it wasn't for him. I mean, we, you know, there, there's little pockets of comedy here and there throughout the state, but really, Hattiesburg has it going on. Man, we had Wayne Barris come in here. I mean, not Wayne Barris. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, thanks. Hannibal Burris. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like Wayne Barris better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Will the real Wayne Barris please stand up? Uh, no, no, we had Hannibal Burris. We're getting Todd Berry for the second time. And on April 14th, I am opening for Tig Notaro. Uh, <laughs> I've heard of Tig Notaro. I think I heard him on. No, it wasn't Rogan. I think it was Jay Moore. But she just but, uh, had a documentary come out about her. She had both both of her breasts removed. Oh and, wow! Yeah. I don't want to watch that documentary. No offense. Was, uh, was what, what, it's what, about her? She's the she's out there. She's she's close to death, but she's still out there making people laugh. That's, that's cool. That's amazing. Okay. That's really cool. That is absolutely amazing. Um, My mother's a cancer survivor, actually. Really? really? Wow! Yeah, multiple melanomas. My father's a, a cancer not survivor. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't really want to get into the to the cancer discussion. Not on this show because it's just an endless well yeah. of people dying. Is it, isn't anything. it? it uh, I'm going to say this and then I'll, we'll move on. Okay. It, it's amazing the amount of people now who who has survived it, and I I congratulate yeah, every it's one good of them now. because I think it's it is a horrific thing that can it, it can happen to anybody, no matter their age, race, whatever. And, but it's one one of those diseases, and there's not many diseases out there that really unify people. And and uh, I I respect everybody who is a cancer uh, survivor for sure. And then, well, well, since, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I just want to say since we brought this up, might as well uh, say I, I was uh, listening to this. I didn't actually watch the special, but apparently on 60 Minutes there was uh, a documentary oh, yeah. about uh, they're trying now uh, a new form of cancer. Uh, like, uh, well, that sucks. Treatment where <laughs> they're just making new cancers now. Yeah, they're just well, they're just making the shit up right now. The government has to all the cool something. Uh, cancer of the soul. No, there's there's a there's a new kind of treatment that they're trying where basically they're injecting polio yep. into cancer cells, and the reason is that you know, and there's no such thing as just one type of cancer. Like that's the problem right. with cancer is that it's, it's a generic it's, term, really. Right. It's, it's many, many different diseases, even when it's uh, on a particular section of the body. And, uh, but one of the things about cancer cells is that they're sort of camouflaged or shielded from, uh, from our, our uh, white, white blood cells. Yeah. And so the, the polio vaccine, it's kind of like that <laughs> – I hate to bring it up, but the movie Independence Day – like they they inject the wow. virus in, and it um, basically your immune system detects the polio virus and goes after that. So it's and it's punches pretty... it and says, "Welcome." Hello. 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 I just like the welcome. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's a, it punches you up. It's a, it's a welcome, <laughs> and that was it, man. That's all we got. Oh man, is he there? I don't here. think he am, is. am I here? Oh, oh okay. you're okay. Good. Okay. Good. okay. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, yes we can. It, it's the joys of, of recording on Skype, frankly. All right. I'm leaving this I'm just trying thing. to think of a polio joke, something about FDR. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the problem with polio is there just aren't enough, like, awesome people that, that died from it. <laughs> I think the only people 
people that get polio are those who ride horses. <sighs> and the old rum is back. It's subtle. It's <laughs> no, no, man. Those are polo groupies. They're called polio's. Polio's. <laughs> they get trampled by horses. It sounds like a new type of nylon that ladies like. Mallet bunnies. Mallet bunnies. I always, <laughs> I always felt bad for the for the horses in water polo. Always. Yeah, because, you know, you always drown the horse. I know. It's fucking terrible. So, man, okay. check this out. Dude, so, so New Orleans, what's the vibe like in New Orleans now, man? Like, 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 like what's happening in that city? Is it, is it becoming industrious? Is there a good, a good sense about the town? Or is this just urban decay? Mostly gang violence. Go on. No, no, that's, that's about <laughs> it. That's about it. Well, uh, I think re- that's, that's pretty much, you just can't say New Orleans I'll- about the gang violence because uh, quite honestly it, it's a nationwide epidemic right now i mean uh, here in here in savannah uh the the hostess city georgia's first city is uh getting just as bad as almost atlanta right now uh, for certain things and it, it, it kind of sucks but new orleans has it they just talk about it more yeah we That's do it boils down to it's not just in the bigger towns my little town hometown of meridian mississippi is overrun with violent crime Really? In Meridian? Yeah. So fucking Lily, it has three times the amount of violent crime of comparable cities. Damn. Uh, yeah. Mer- Meridian's population, do you know? Meridian's kind of small. Yeah, 40,000. Yeah. 40, oh, wow. That, and if you have a large crime, yeah. that's, that's a, that's a yeah. lot of things. Oh, man. Uh, there's like, you know, we're averaging a, like a murder or two a week. And uh, which <laughs> might that a day point here. <laughs> yes, too. Where, where you're from. But in a town of 40,000, we have just uh, a, a rash of murders, and then there's, like, revenge killings, drive-bys, bank robberies. Damn. But do you know who's loving their job in your, in your hometown right now? The police. You know who's loving their job in your hometown right now? Is the Is the guy who goes to the edge of the town that says, Meridian, population, <laughs> every no, day he shit. gets to check somebody off. <laughs> well, it's not only shrinking because of, uh, you know, the, the violence... But, I mean, well, people, there's an enormous case of white flight. People are just moving away from there because the quality of life has deteriorated so much. That's sad. So, are you, all right, did you, how long you've been moved away from there? Um, I left in 04. Oh, okay. And that's when you were in the military or that was after? Wait a minute, I left in 03. Oh three oh four, right? Yeah, I left uh, in the mili- because of the military. Okay. And, you know, that was uh, like a lot of kids do, man. It was just... Uh, it was my ticket out. I mean, you know, small town there, middle of nowhere, the uh, not a lot out. of job opportunities in Mississippi. You know, I took the white trash ticket right out of town. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I don't blame See, you, I dude. I would, I would, since you're in Mississippi, I would have moved to Sparta and, and met Chief Gillespie and got a job. <laughs> you would have been, been in the heat Sparta, of the night. You know, Sparta isn't a real city. No. What? It, it is in my heart. <laughs> we, have a, we have a Sparta, South Carolina, who thinks it's the Sparta from the town. From really? The, from the TV show. Well, which I uh, again, you want us to call you Berlin, right? Yes. Uh, my professional name. His okay. professional so name we can just Berlin. call you Jamie for now and when, when you're on stage. I don't really give a fuck, dude. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, call him. Off. Call him. Sergeant Huffmaster. Call him the Huffmaster, man. All right. All right, Sergeant Huffmaster. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so you went from uh, – did you go get into comedy after the military or were you kind of involved in it before? Well, man, I've considered myself a comedian all my life. I know that sounds kind of blowhardy, but um, I always knew I was going to do this. Always knew I was going to do this. And, uh, you know, the little bits of comedy I would do throughout school and, 
you know, and just uh, around with my friends. I'd make up bits and jokes and stuff, and I always knew that I'd use this later. And uh, but I was in the middle of nowhere in Mississippi. Not a lot of open mics happening. Uh, then I finally got stationed in Las Vegas Ooh. and started getting into the open mic scene there. And for a big city, is very supportive, man. There's lots of great people out there. You can check them out at freevegascomedy.com or High Rollers of Comedy. Uh, my buddy um, Anton Knight is out there, uh, doing still doing his thing. And uh, you know, I actually arranged a, or organized a comedy show as a fundraiser for my uh, unit. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I got into that and started doing the open mics. And um, the first three times I did it, I killed. And I thought, like, this is how it's going to be forever. I'm a natural. Then the fourth time hit and, like, <laughs> chopped my dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, a, it's a very up and down profession, isn't it? <laughs> up and down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's also kind of a, a, a kind of a funny career to get into. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy, the pun guy is back. (laughs) The Punisher. The Punisher, yes. The Punisher. Well, uh, and I I know uh, Wayne would, and and Adam would agree with me on this, um, that the comedy scene is uh, is growing. It's still in its infancy in that area. I would... Call it an infancy. I think that's a it's a good term, don't you guys think? You mean in New Orleans or in New Orleans? In New Orleans area, it's it's a thing that uh, we as the MHOG are are trying to help along, uh, and I think is getting a good reception. What do you guys think? Um, I think, and I'm I'm curious as to how how this plays out. In in you said you're you're in Hattiesburg right now, right? Yes. I'm curious. Com- Check us out, Facebook, Hub City. Uh, we we might have to come down there one one night when y'all have a big show and, and yeah, check it out. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, we do our I, open mic every Monday night, nine o'clock at the Keg and Barrel. It would have to be a weekend. <laughs> um, no, I think the problem with New Orleans in general is that New Orleans has never been that hospitable to a comedy club, and so you you have the situation where you have stand ups going to bars and sometimes e- even more like original type type of venues like uh uh even restaurants you know and um people don't necessarily expect to see it and so sometimes that just doesn't you know like if they if they're not looking for comedy sometimes people just aren't receptive to it right i think comedy is needed though i think it's it's one of those one of those forms of art and one of those types of entertainment that people need, especially nowadays, because there's so much crap going on in everyday life. We need a laugh. Now, you said the word art. Uh, do you consider yourself an artist when you're up there telling dick jokes to drunks? Why not? <laughs> Are we artists? That's something I've really struggled with. Like, Can I call myself an artist? I'm well, skating something. Um, well, look, dude, you, well, look, you craft uh, your work. Too. You work on your stuff just like anybody else, like someone would do a song, uh, it would you you craft that just as you know you put it together. Not in everybody bits, can do you what know? you do. Therefore, yeah. you are an entertainer. Therefore, you have an art form. Therefore, you are an artist. Correct. At what you do. Yeah, I think I think the part that that always to me is is um is what makes something an art is that it is uh some like a craft. It is something that. I don't know. I'm struggling to put this into words. Um, wow, Adam's struggling with words. <laughs> <laughs> and the silence. <laughs> so anyway, uh, 
Are you joking? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it's, uh, but yeah, no. I, I think, I think there's, you know, yeah, okay, it's dick jokes, but does it make people laugh? Like, I don't, I don't really think like Lewis Black is funnier than say Andy Dick, just because one does jokes about whatever John Boehner and the other does men, you he know, does, or whatever. Yeah, he does John Boehner. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, that's I, apples and oranges. But I mean, yeah, I don't think it gets the the respect it deserves as an art form because many have called it the hardest art form. I mean, if you if you're a singer and you don't do the song that somebody has heard a million times, they're going to be pissed. But if you do the joke they've heard a million times, they're going to be pissed. Do you ever think? You're right. Since since you're in this profession, have you ever thought of who was really the first? comedian jesus well, i actually did a uh, i did a report i did a report on that i did um a, a presentation on the history of american stand-up comedy and uh, we all come from the um we come from the um from the fools we come from the clowning the lineage can be traced sure. to clowning and then of course that can be traced back to you know uh the the company of medieval company of players and the fools the one who was supposed to bring the levity yep and then and I, I, jesus I think started a great lineage when it comes to this, to this type of art form, I but think now it's come full circle because the fool, the jester, was the only one who could talk straight to the king. Exactly, he no. got away with more stuff than anybody else. Anybody in the entire court, and can actually influence policy. So now, with something like, say, the Daily Show, we've come full circle. Yeah, that's so true. It would be an important social commentary. I always thought about the first comedian, maybe the one that nobody knows about. <laughs> I always think of Rupert. Like no, just think of like it's it's um, you know say you know you're back in the days of, of like Jesus walking around you know right and and everybody's the up funny on, disciple that yeah the funny disciple there's yeah, one you know, there's but, one you know, ap- back, back then everybody would get up literally on like a, a box so that's the the term a soapbox. <laughs> All right, and they would stand up there and they would preach and they'd tell people the you know different gospels and their philosophies and stuff. But there was always probably one guy. Yeah, and he stood up there and he says, "Jesus balls is so dirty." Yeah, you know he was telling jokes. You know there was a guy up there, and and he's the guy that always got stoned, but not in a good way. Are we talking about you now, Rob? <laughs> no, but I just I always I always thought that would be an, a really cool skit, you know, because it, it reminded me of uh, what was Romans it? Romans uh, put on their sandals like this. Canaanites yeah. put on their sandals <laughs> like this. <laughs> we thought that would be a putting on these motherfucking sandals. How come you only see the, the Shroud of Turin from the waist up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I always think of like, when, what is that movie from Monty Python? Um, the, uh, whole, the Life, life of, Brian. of Brian. Yeah, and that, that scene when they're all, and there's a whole line of them, they're up on boxes, and then the one guy, he's just, he jumps down, he's like, he's trying to get away from the Romans and stuff, and he's holding his sandal, yeah. and he's like, what shall we do with our sandals? You know, and I always say, it's like, that's the first comedian right there. That was born right there. That was <laughs> awesome. Well, the person I pointed out uh, in my report as the, the first person to do what we call stand-up comedy was Bob Hope. Um, really, Bob Hope? Yeah, I mean, at first, I mean, more than likely not the first one, right. but the first one to make it Most to make recognized. It, yeah, to to go up there telling jokes to where uh, instead of laughing at him, you know, doing slapstick or like you know, like some kind of foolish character, he came up there truly believing that he's the smartest person in the room and told told the jokes to you rather than at you. That's cool. I thought that was Dorf. 
dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dwarf. Well, they both carried a golf club, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dwarf does golf. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, uh, what what um what are the crowds like out there, man, in Mississippi? Uh, hit right. and miss, man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's just I mean, we've had amazing crowds. Like for Hannibal Burris, you know, and the people that show up for our big shows, uh, they're totally into it. But then sometimes uh, there's just it's gotten better. But originally there wasn't a lot of comedy around here, so you didn't have audience that knew how to watch a comedy show. Right. That's what we were having the problem with at first too. Yeah. Well, it, it's such a weird. You don't know a lot of times when to laugh, depending on the comic. Some some comics set the laugh up. You know, they're like. Here's this. Here's the bit, and then boom. Here's the end of the joke, and now you insert laugh. Other ones, they that I've that this is just a personal observation. You just don't, you know, you just start laughing as soon as they walk on stage because you, you're not sure how to respond to it. Well, that's you know? funny bones. I, that's just that like well, some of us refer to it as funny bones. Like they just have it. They're just touched by God. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Anything they do is going to be funny. Like one of my, and and a lot of people disagree with me, but still, one of my favorite comics is Mitch Hedberg. Oh, he was amazing. I'm sure so many people disagree with you. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I I think Mitch Hedberg. Way to go out on a limb there! Wow, you are a fucking rebel. (laughs) (laughs) I, but he was just—I've seen him live, right? And I I watched all of his stand-ups. If you want to call it that. Yeah, he's just—he—he was just. I don't know. <laughs> he just came out and and would talk. All right. And it was just his point of views on things, and it was just it just clicked with me. Well, I listened to some unedited Mitch Hedberg. Uh-huh. If you if you watch his specials, of course, all specials are edited. But I was listening to his album; it's like completely unedited. Not all of his stuff hit, you know. No, no, not not everything did. And I, I like on his live show uh, when I, when I was there, the first live show I saw him do. And I'm like, okay, and he's just talking, and then it was probably about the fifth or sixth thing he said. Then it got funny, you know. And I'm like, wow. I said, so he's, you know, I don't know if he's having a bad day, or this is just how it is. But I'm no, still going to support It's this just guy. that comedy is subjective. Yeah. It is. Um, my favorite Mitch Hedberg story because I'm not, I'm not really that big a Mitch Hedberg fan. Like I like him, but I don't, I don't flip for him the way other people do. But uh, it's, it's actually a, um, a Nick DiPaolo story. Apparently, when when Nick DiPaolo first moved to L.A., he ended up like a a, um, a next door neighbor in his apartment complex to Mitch Hedberg, and Hedberg used to used to play his guitar at all times of night, you know, and and occasionally DiPaolo would just freak out and just start punching the wall and screaming, "Turn that <laughs> shit off!" And uh, and then he said one day. <laughs> Like he's watching, uh, he because he didn't know, no one knew who Mitch Hedberg was at the time. And then one day he's watching the Tonight Show, and there's Mitch Hedberg talking about his asshole neighbor that that bangs <laughs> on the wall. I don't even remember the joke, but uh, like, <laughs> but apparently trip. from then on, whenever Hedberg used uh, that joke, his set list, like if you looked at the set list, it would say DePaulo. That's hysterical. Yeah. That is just funny. Two thing, and I the two things I first heard uh, was a. Uh, on Mitch Hedberg was funny enough. It was a whole like like a, a like a best of of like food jokes of food bits. And was this his, a compilation of comics doing food bits? It or? was. It was. It was really bizarre. I was like, what, what is it? Oh, God, I can't even remember. I'll have to find it. I got it somewhere. 
but it's but it's not as good as your your cheese jokes. Just so you know, it we're is not. not no. We're not. We are but not. It was like comparing. it was like forty some minutes of just jokes, jokes in that cheese story. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But but Mitch Hedberg's were so short and so quick. You know, uh, he did the whole just talk about. Um, uh, he, he was coming home from work and and he decided, man, I would love a baked potato. And he goes and he's he's like, but who's got that type of time? He's doing this whole thing about cooking a baked potato. And I just, I lost it with that. And then he, the thing with rice, when he was like, you know, he goes to Chinese restaurant and he orders rice. He says, or his, his buddy ordered just rice. He goes, who orders just rice? He says, it's a nice thing, don't get me wrong. In, it, in and of itself, one grain of rice is really tasty. So I guess if you want something to really be tasty, but a thousand, you're going to be doing okay. I like that Rum is doing the voice. <laughs> Anyway, perhaps we what should. What was that accent that, that he would affect? It was like he was from like Minnesota or something. Yeah, well, that's how they talk in Minnesota. I've I've known people from Minnesota. Jesus, <laughs> oh, there, guy. So, you he, know, he, he was from the west side of, of Minnesota. West side of Minnesota. That's how like, they. Oh yeah. Uh, a white Snoop Dogg. In Minnesota, <laughs> they call it pop, not soda, not to confuse the people who live there. Okay, so you said you're opening for Tig Notaro, right? I am. Yes, she chose. That's oh, awesome. That's awesome what, dude. What, can you want to like name that show? Like, what uh, when that's when well, that's going to happen? Yes, April fourteenth, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, at Brewski's. Uh, I believe showtime is eight p.m. Uh, give or take an hour, and uh, I believe it's uh, twenty bucks. Well, that ain't bad. That's awesome. Yeah, that's quite a steal, you know, for my talents. Uh, I, I mean, we've been pretty impressed with you so far. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll nice. see Saturday, but I mean, you know, <laughs> you should bring some so candy good. or something and hand out. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I'm gonna wallpaper that bitch. So if people want to leave New Orleans to go to Hattiesburg. Yes, uh, Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg seems like it's it's become like more of a cool little town. Like the the few times I've been through, it's yeah, a lot, man. Of, a lot oh. of new construction and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just steadily growing, which is you know. Is it a college town or just a town? Yeah, uh, University of Southern Mississippi, where I am a student on the GI Bill. Yes. Nice. What are you studying? History. Comedy. <laughs> I'm a student of comedy. So, you, what are you going to do with? What are you going to do with a history degree? I get to work at you know go to work at a history factory. I don't know. <laughs> uh, He's going to build history books. No, I, I want to be a park ranger. Oh, cool. All right. In in history, a his, a historical park ranger. Yeah, yeah, like a national monument. <laughs> like, you'd be you're like, gonna, yeah, this is a George Washington banged a slave here. This <laughs> this isn't even a joke. Do do you need a a, de- a degree in history to be a park ranger? No, no, you don't. It just okay. it makes me much more attractive. I'm hoping to go in at like a supervisory level. I think you're already a handsome man. I don't know. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I have, you know, um, organizational <laughs> yeah. skills from I, uh, the military. I was a non-commissioned <laughs> officer. You know, I've, I've, I've led groups of people. And uh, to, I'm going to there. The with, excuse me? To the chow lines or did, or did you oh, I was them? always first in the chow lines. I've, I've, ser- I've gained about 100 pounds since I've been out in the last two years. Damn, dude. So you, so you went in and only like 35 pounds? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I, like 250 right now. Man. I uh, I have to say this. It's hysterical. I love when Adam said that you were a handsome man and you just didn't have anything to say. <laughs> just, 
it was like this, this it's awkward, kind of an awkward moment. It was an awkward yeah, pause, man. I was, I was just trying to be complimentary. I mean, shit. You know, I mean, like, what kind of world do we live in where a man can't tell another man that he's really good looking and and not have it just be cool? Yeah, I can say you in, know, in in this world, if I was gay, I you know I'd, I'd be into you. Thank you. I appreciate and it. And you'd be in him. I wish, I wish more women had that feeling towards me, frankly. I see your picture here. I'm liking the shoulders. No, I was thinking today, I'm not going to name names, but and Wayne knows the story, but uh, I, I did have a local stand-up uh, offer to uh, do me. Yeah. No, I, it, no, was, it no. was not a woman. Just give you head. I mean, at that point, you're just splitting hairs. You know? Literally. <laughs> well, yeah. But, but no, the guy... Three butt cheeks. Right. The guy uh, like messaged me on Facebook, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, uh, "I'm on Facebook, clearly." And he's like, "Yeah, that's cool." He's like, "I'm a funny wearing? mother." F- huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> he asked, "What are you wearing?" Oh no, no, he didn't go that far. No, well, he, I mean, <laughs> he, he went did, further. Not that particular. Uh, he says, um, "I." He's like, "You know, you should hire me. I'm a funny motherfucker." And I was like. Yeah, I, I know. I've uh, I've I've seen you uh, perform. And he's like, "Would you really like to see me perform?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, "No, no, but thank you." Um, <laughs> hey, maybe that was just in your head. Like, maybe he was just asking you to perform comedy for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean see, maybe see, you're being conceited. Buck, he kind of reads into things sometimes when it comes to that, I think, you know. Yeah, because this is a situation that happens all the time, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Hey, high five. All right. So if the barista is like, hey, here's your change back, you'd be like, no, I don't want to butt fuck you. <laughs> well, first of all, why wouldn't I want to? <laughs> because his name is Bob. I have, I have the Carlo Rossi here, and I believe we all know the Carlo Rossi. You know, it comes in the jug form. Yes. You know, also about Can't eight go bucks. wrong with jug of wine. Yeah, well, you know, he's there. He's holding the bunch of grapes, but really it's like your brain. And, <laughs> you know, it's taking a good, nice bite out of it. Mm. Like, ah, it's your dignity, and I juice it. Um, I was telling these guys that I have a story that uh, me and Caitlin uh, went to a museum this past weekend. Oh, I'm glad I'm sitting. Wait, wait, wait. But it's a new museum that just opened in New Orleans. Wow, did you listen to Mitch Hedberg? This is blowing my mind. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> um, it is... <laughs> it's the Murder Museum, or the Museum of Death is what it's called. And uh, it, right. it, it was, So it's a family museum. It is a family museum, yes. Run by Rob Zombie? No, no, it, it's run by some guy from California. This is Who the second, people? the second location he's opened. Because <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> another new place to hide the body. And what I don't, and, and the weird thing about it is, is we got we I heard about it on Facebook, and we got there, and they've only been open for seven days. That was it. That was the first, you know, like they've only been seven open for a little days. bit. And seven. yeah, that's what I thought too. But so we we pay our twelve bucks to go through this museum, and and dude, there's like autopsy autopsy photos. There's let's say, let's say autistic. No, yeah, there's autistic photos everywhere. It's <laughs> funny enough. There's a picture of Wayne. Yes, I was hello. I was like, hello everybody. Yeah, hello baseball. <laughs> brought my helmet and everything. Yeah. Uh, but there was, you know, there was like, uh, it was a lot of murderabilia, you know, stuff like from uh, John Wayne Gacy and like there's. Is that what they call it? Murderabilia? Yeah. 
It's like his uh, his paintings and all kind of stuff you in there. Got off in his murder mobile. Yes. But it was really interesting. I thought it was awesome. I loved the going. It was it was really cool. That's very cool that you branched out and went to a museum. I'm just, it's just unfortunate and that you didn't go with, you know to a museum with like art. It, they did it have art. Like, well, I meant like art, yeah, like the art of death. death. Yes, you know, like there. the Louvre or the Smithsonian or oh yeah, I, can, I don't I can go to the fucking Louvre, a fucking quilting museum. No, you went to the murder museum. I went to the Museum of Death. 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 And hey, do you remember Faces of Death? Yes. 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 I don't know how old uh, y'all are. I'm in my 30s. But I'm I 24. Like Faces You're of a liar. Death was the thing. Yes. Back when I was a, a kid, man. And, you know, it would be like, you know, third generation dubs of VHS tapes. Like, dude, fucking Faces of Death 4. Blah. I actually own one of those. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, guy, the guy actually said most of those were reenactments. They're not real. Yeah, some of them were real, but not yeah. Yeah, and then um, news footage and stuff, but yeah, but like uh, eating the monkey brains. That yeah, wasn't real. nah, and the fucking. Uh, but he had he had some so of that stuff did. playing in the back, like in the. Um, there's like a a place that you would go sit, like with pews, like actual church pews, <laughs> and it was a fucking TV playing, and it was playing like these like uh, people getting killed and. All kind of weird shit going on. I think it was from Traces of Death. Oh, I remember there was another one called Doors of Death. Kind of a ripoff. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was like this um, bank holdup gone horribly wrong in, you know, Bolivia or something. Um, and they had some hostages and crap. And the, the Bolivian SWAT team comes in, the Federales. They throw a smoke bomb in there. You know, they're going to storm it. Well, all the... All the hostages just come running out, right? And they just start firing. And this comes right at the cop like, oh, my savior. And he blasts him in the chest with a shotgun. And, and he goes, ay, 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 ay. Oh, I remember that. Yes. I, and he's yeah, laying, he's, he's like laying on the his chest and goes, ay, 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 ay. and he's laying on the ground and shit. And like, yeah. And you see the life fade from him. Yeah. Yeah. And the fucking cameraman is just sitting there looking at him like, oh, look at this shit. <laughs> Funny story. I had a friend of mine. Uh, who, he was in uh, that video. <laughs> no, he, he, his his family owned a funeral home, and uh, when I was a kid, yeah, it was you know, and it, there, it was a great family, really really nice family. Uh, but uh, me and uh, me and Joey, uh, we would uh, go and we would play. You know, we were little kids, so we were like playing hide and seek and stuff. We always end up down in the in the shop area. Um, but uh, sometimes there were some people out there, you know, they were on tables and stuff, and they were, they were getting ready to be presented, you know, which was, you know, really, they did great work, you know, kudos to them. Uh, but uh, there was this one day we were, uh, Joey, uh, uh, this is the, probably the, the, the first time I ever had weed, and uh, we were He really was six. Stoned. Did you smoke we, it? Well, yes, we were really stoned. Well, so you, I mean, it sounds like you just had it, like you didn't do anything. I no, just no, picked we it up. It. We, we had it. We had it. We did weed. We did weed. We yeah, had a lot of weed. Yeah, weed. Uh, and when I mean a lot of weed, I mean it was like a uh, We were chain smoking like, joints. It was like it was parsley. Uh, I don't know how we were functioning. But the funny part of the story was um, uh, we were just kind of, you know, you get to that point. I don't know. Uh, maybe I know, I know Adam. He's constantly stoned. Wayne, every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> Right. Joey just leaned up against the table, and it was uh, uh, somebody who would just come in, and you know, you know, people fill up with a lot of gases, right? But he leaned up against, <laughs> so the body farted. 
So we just started what does laughing. What a dead guy's fart smell like? So yeah, just, I was just curious. We just kept going around poking people, making them fart. It was hysterical. We had a great <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, he brought up a good point. What does a dead guy's fart smell like? Farts of death. It it, it smells like the end. And wait. <laughs> and let me ask you this. Uh, did y'all go and look for the naked women? No, we did not do that. Actually, funny enough, uh, they didn't get a lot of women for some reason. There was a lot of guys. I just think uh, because, you know, explains it all. the guys quite a bit. Explains you know, it all. It's a small town, you know, and apparently a lot of the dead guys had gas. So <laughs> it, was, it was a fun time. So uh, I, I encourage people out there, if they're out there smoking weed, go poke a dead guy. So um, my brother one time thought about getting into the mortuary arts when yes. he was a teenager. And, you know, good money and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my dad uh, knew the, the local mortician and stuff. And uh, so he can't really bring them during business hours, but he brought them there during, uh, you know, during a dark and stormy night. That's when they do the embalming and things. With the and, lightning and stuff, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, creepy house on the hill, but not. It was in the middle of town. Um, and he brought me. I was eight. My brother was 16. I was eight. And they left me out in the like little waiting area alone. Well, that's fine. I was reading like Mad Magazine or some crap. I didn't care. And um, and so this is a secondhand story. All I remember is my brother busting out of these double doors and just hauling ass past me. Uh, that the story as it was related to me was um, my brother was going to watch an embalming to see if this was something he would you know want to do with his life. And um, he was sitting on a stool. You know, like a bar stool type in the corner, and uh, they brought the brought in the body, and my dad said it like he his ass just immediately puckered up. I don't know how he, <laughs> you know, he could tell from his face that his ass was puckering, right? Right. There's a specific look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, it's like I want to rethink my career choices, and so he brings the body out, and it's kind of like on a you know like a a table tray, you know, to keep all the juices in, and they have a a hose running constantly, right? Right. right. Uh, down to a little drain, and well, so he's he he's sitting in the corner. He's got the, the the body on his left, and my dad's sitting on another stool on his right. Well, first thing the mortician does was press on the chest, mm-hmm. and they it still had air in the lungs, so it let out a <gasps> well. <laughs> <laughs> He needed to leave that room immediately by any means necessary. And he sure as shit wasn't going to go towards the body. So that left my dad, who's over here laughing his ass off, anyway, barreled over him. My daddy didn't care. He's on the floor laughing his nuts off, runs through the double doors, past me, you know, reading Alfred E. Newman, and then into the night. (laughs) Do you think that was a setup for for your brother to, to rethink his career choices? I don't know. He he was not interested after that. <laughs> I think it worked. <laughs> oh, I I thought it was really cool. I was I was friends with Joey for a long time. We did a lot of stuff. We uh, we put nitrous tanks in the hearse with, without telling uh, without telling uh, uh, Randy who was the driver that there was nitrous tanks in the hearse. So when uh, we just had this uh, obscure button sitting there, so he got. He was taking it to go get gas and thought, well, what the hell is this button? Or I'll push it. And then he took off. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it threw a rod and blew the engine up. But nice. it was funny. Nice. Oh, we're having... Now, the rum guy. 
Yes. Were you speaking uh, earlier about your love of porter and scotch. Yes. But then why rum? Why the rum? Well, I, I'm I'm a, a He's rum. He's an equal opportunity drunk. I, I drink a lot of different things, but I am I'm a rum lover from uh, filtered from, shoe polish, I, whatever. Yeah, I, uh, rum. Uh, as I do like wine. My my wife's more of the wine person. I, I do and, drink wine, and she drinks a lot of vodka. Because wine can go wrong. Um, but I know I know rum like people know wine. No, I'm not a rum person. I'm not a rum aficionado, but I do like whiskey. I know a good bit about whiskey. Whiskey is good. It, yeah, it, cool. it is a bit, you know. It, but for me to drink it on a on a uh, a steady basis, it's a, just a little too oily for me. Um, a lot like. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, certain scotches are a bit oily too, like Cuddy Sark and stuff like that. But uh, that's a blend. Oh no, no, fuck that. Yeah, it, it is a blend. But uh, I go malts, baby. Rum <laughs> is so uniquely crafted. Uh, it is so regionally specific, uh, but because of ingredients, even if they use the same ingredients, it, it has different different levels. It has different flavor. Um, so because it has to do with the, uh, the, the ingredients rather than the, the aging process? Because well, whiskey, it's more about you know, interaction with the wood. Right. There's a lot of interaction with whiskey. Rum, to me, um, and well, I'm, I'm part of the, uh, the uh, International Rum Commission. Um, I'm, uh, there's, uh, if there's a rum, if there would be a rum tasters club, I'd be a part of it. Um, tasting a I, rum. What, what I, I've been to a lot of rummeries uh, when it comes from uh, Tartuga to uh, 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 Bacardi. Uh, when you drink Bacardi rum at the distillery, it is not the Bacardi rum you get at the liquor store. Why not? Okay. When you drink uh, Private Reserve, specific to the to the region, uh-huh. uh, it is uh, it is not mass produced. Where Regular drinks, just like Jack Daniels. Great whiskey, great American whiskey. America. I don't like Jack Daniels. Well, I mean, but it's considered one of the great American whiskeys. Is, is Jack uh, you Daniels. ain't American, boy. But if you go to the, the distillery, <laughs> it's not going to... Uh, it, when you get a private reserve, it isn't till recently, within the past 10 years, you could actually get Jack Daniels private reserve. When you see private reserve, it's going to taste like nothing else on the shelf that has that name. Well, isn't it the case that it's uh, you know not cut with water like like it's more straight from the barrel because of these big mass distilleries they need this bottle to be the exactly same as this bottle so they put it all in a big vat and you know add or subtract water to get the perfect uh, consistency of the thousand bottles before them. A lot, a lot of uh, uh, liquor companies do water. Some do glycerin. Mm-hmm. When it when it when it comes to rum, they do uh, sugars, sucrose primarily. When you get um, sucrose, so th- is that the the corn sugar kind? Yes. Or yeah, a lot a lot of rummeries that you uh, get mass produced from other companies or other countries uh, add ex- extra sugars to it to appeal to a broader audience. But if you know what you're looking for, there are I'm not saying every whiskey, every rum, every vodka, whatever is going to cut it. But you have to know your specifics when it comes to if I want a purity of some sort, you need to get this. Like if if, if I want a, a good everyday rum, I'm going to get Bagal. Bagal, Bagal. is great. Yeah, it, it is Bagal. a great everyday rum. Where's uh, that from? Uh, from birds and anuses. I think it's uh, Bagal is from Costa Rica. I think <laughs> exactly. 
but uh, certain certain rums, certain whiskeys. I mean, you you have to know. Um, like I said, I'm an athlete when it comes to drinking. Yes. Now, being there in Savannah, that was an important part of the Atlantic Exchange. She would have all the rum and cane sugar coming up from the Caribbean. Right. And, uh, well, and- you know, Savannah is an is a, in a pocket, which is a subtropical pocket. Savannah grows its own cane. Weed. Ah. And it uh, it is really rare. Uh, it's one of the only places in Georgia that is actually able to grow the right type of cane to produce Weed. the right amount for producing rum. Funny cane is enough, a thing. it is. There is only one main rum company in the Savannah area, which is actually on Defusky Island, which is just across from Savannah. Um, uh, they've been doing rum off of Defusky Island since Savannah was founded back in 1733 because uh, the uh, ship traders and pirates and stuff, but mainly ship traders, uh, they, would, they would want it. They, they wanted something to replenish their supplies, so Defusky was growing cane on that island like they like Georgia's known for growing pine trees. They had fields and fields and fields well, of it. Rum was an important part of the hydration process back then because you would make frog, you'd you put rum in your water to kill all the shit that was in it. Exactly. It was a bit for shit back then. It was. It was. Rum was the one of the cure alls for everything. Until you got into the Midwest and then it became uh, whiskey and grain was a cure all for everything. That's the reason you would have like like uh, Doctor Imposter's magical tonic, whatever the hell his name would be, you know. It's just mostly alcohol. Yeah, it was just mostly it was basically rubbing alcohol with, with tea flavor. You know, it was you know, but um, Trump yeah, is also uh, drunk. <laughs> yeah, which I've drunk. I've also strained NyQuil just for the codeine, but that's um, <laughs> Don't let all your secrets out. I know, I know, kids. Listen up. You could learn a lot. So I'm not a big pill head, but I like my codeine, man. I like, <laughs> I like the way it makes me feel. It's a downer, but it makes me feel up. It does. You know, you know, if you if you mix the codeine with maybe a little bit of uh, Red Bull or Monster, you, yeah. you've got a nice night. There you go. People don't try this at home. <laughs> That's the comic cocktail. I mean, uh, uh, Wayne started doing it a long time ago. and well, I mean, you can see how that the effect. Yeah. If you do it too much, you end yeah. up like Adam. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, codeine is basically super a good looking, right? Yes, exactly. Wait, what? Codeine is a synthetic opiate. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you know what? Well, a big problem now is that people are tre- or doctors are treating long-term or chronic pain cases with long-term opiate treatment. How are you not going to form an addiction like that? I mean, that's we've come full circle when it comes to our medical treatments, haven't we? Yeah, it's back to yeah. snake oil salesman. Yep. Yeah, back to milk of the poppy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's because everything else is, you know, getting um, not immune. Well, yeah, I guess you say they're building up like a tolerance to whatever drug it is. You know what? The one thing we haven't talked about on this episode so far, because we've covered just about everything, we haven't talked about pie. What's your favorite kind of pie? Now, I've thought about this a lot, right? Okay. Uh, I, I, I like I like the cream pies. I mean, no sexual connotation there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I like. Um, Pie in the face. I like the fruit pies, you know, <laughs> nice. uh, like uh, the, the 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 creamier type pies. Uh, I had an excellent pecan pie at a place in Columbus, Mississippi. It's actually a catfish house, but they make their own uh, pecan, uh, their own pies there, their own nice. desserts. Nice. And we went in. Everybody's chowing down on the giant baked potatoes and the unlimited catfish and the yada yada. But we went in there specifically for dessert. Got a tall glass of milk, and I got the. 
uh, pecan pie, but my friend ended up getting the special cake. Ooh. Now, the special, it was somebody's birthday, one of the staff's birthday, and somebody had brought in a great big chocolate cake, like a gateau for them. And he got <laughs> well, a, a Yes, a gateau, and <laughs> with a cherry on top. And he got mm. a slice of their special cake. Nice. Nice, nice. Wait, uh, what's your favorite pie? I'm going to have to go with cherry. Cherry. Yes. Best okay. stripper song ever. It yeah, is. It is, really it is, is. But I really like cherry pie. It tastes good. Um, uh, Buck, what is your favorite pie? Uh, it's 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 one of those pies that people sort of disqualify, but uh, banana cream, banana cream, nice. banana cream. Uh, a lot of people say it's not really a pie, like because it's it's really just like a custard in in a crust. You know, like chocolate, like chocolate pie. It's not. It is, and it's not. No, you, know, you can have you chocolate bake it. pie, like a oh. chest pie or a black bottom pie, but just like that pudding in a pie crust, no. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going for a straight pie, uh-huh. it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up between a straight, good blueberry pie, mm, nice, or yeah. a straight strawberry pie. Nice. Now, you, straight. Do you, I mean, you mean like without the cream cheese? No, pie? without without any, without anything you know else going on with it. I've had I've had uh, blueberry bourbon pies. I've had uh, strawberry cream. I've had straw. I will not do a strawberry rhubarb pie because I despise rhubarb. But you know what? I think, what? It's, I, I think it's your devil favorite. Shit. I think your I favorite. Your favorite is apricot. What's that? Apricot pie. That's his oh. favorite. No, that that is actually uh, what I like to call a a bowl of death. <laughs> He's allergic. He's like deathly allergic to apricots. I, it, it's like well, so uh, you're you're allergic to weird stuff like me. I'm so yeah. glad I don't have a, a wheat allergy or allergic to like corn or air or something. I know, <laughs> but give me rhubarb, I'll die. Look, let me let me just say this: you two guys need to fuck. Y'all have too much in common. <laughs> Y'all are a pair made on podcast. I don't I don't I don't know that that that's ha- is what they have to do. It's well, they no, could. I don't think that's a. No, I mean, I mean if there was a coin toss. I mean, I've never, I've never like sat around talking about how I have a mutual love of community with someone and decided, hey, we should, we should just get it on. Maybe you yeah. should. I mean, if you it's know, like, hey, you like the Beatles? I like the Beatles. Let's butt fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like no one's rolling for initiative for that. No. Look, look, Matt offered to lick <laughs> Preparation H onto Rum's asshole. The least you could do is prep it maybe, before. Maybe it's a really big tongue, and it just needs to shrink down. Yeah, he's got a big Gene Simmons, just cow tongue, and he can work it all different ways. He makes like a figure eight thing that he does, and it's amazing. Well, that's really that's not fair. He's got the big tongue, and he's pretty. That's just, uh, that sucks. <laughs> not for the ladies. That's what I mean. It's like, goddamn. What else does he have? A God gift, cow talented. I think we should. Like, we know he's gay, right? Good for him. Oh, is he? Right. Yeah, yeah, totally gay. Loves well, the. There cock. you go. I see. No wonder he wanted to lick your asshole. Well, well hey. oh, you think he's all just being oh, wow. facetious and be like, oh, "We're making gay jokes." No, he seriously wants to lick your asshole. Yeah, it's a real thing, Rum. If well, I had, if I had a quarter for every time <laughs> someone offered to do that, I. <laughs> You would have, I would already have my retirement. You would have, Does your wife know about this? Because I know she's not the one all. Everybody wants to do it. I mean, I'm, I'd have quarters coming out. I'm like magic quarter guy, pulling them out of my ears, literally. Just boom, boom, boom. You'd oh, have more one. quarters. I don't know that I've ever been. Specifically uh, attractive? I mean... I, I'm a very attractive man. <laughs> okay, I'm just talking about like that, you know, that, that one and a half square inch 
that that really constitutes what we would all call the bunghole. And oh, I thought you were talking about his dick. Really unique about it. <laughs> it is. It's like a mood bunghole. It changes colors. A mood bunghole. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's you know brown. Sometimes it's black. Well, if anybody ever gets down there to really check out the color of mine, I'm going to be happy no matter what. Right. <laughs> Guys, you know, look. I, I only usually sit in chairs with holes in the bottom, just so people have the opportunity to look. <laughs> A sexing chair. You are yes. never staying in my house ever. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you familiar with the papal sexing chair? No. Wait, is that the? Is, that's, Should I be? The historical papal sexing chair? The historical papal sexing chair. Um, and you, you speak on the Borgias briefly. Uh, to uh, avoid there being possibly a female pope, God forbid, uh, the, the prospective pope sits on a chair with a hole in it and somebody sticks their hands up there and check out what he's got. Wow. Because that actually almost happened one time. There actually oh, actually God. was oh, a pope, female pope one time. Yeah. And she, what was it? Uh, as histo- uh, at least historical records go, she was stoned in the street? Yeah, something like that. But aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been there. Adam's there every other day. Well, she was offered yeah. up as a rival pope, like during that period where there's like four competing popes. Ooh, they, and, there's TV uh, pope during- when the French had the uh, papacy? Yeah, well, those competing popes. You know, those the Black Pope. And um, uh, those just different competing popes. It was a very corrupt time during the church. Yeah, I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know, but, uh, but, but before we uh, get out of here, which will end in a few moments, um, I do want to play uh, a response we had to a email that was sent to us uh we mentioned it i believe it was last episode we mentioned it kevin clash the guy who used to be the voice of elmo who basically um i guess was, a, was accused of butt fucking little boys speaking of the pope um we, we it, had- it was i don't think it was so much that he he was accused of of uh, doing that, I think it was that the accusation was that the boys were underage, if I remember right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, we have a response because he challenged uh, our friend and champ, Mr. Josh Watts, and Josh Watts did not like this one bit. So, in response and retaliation to this obscene letter that was sent now, to us... Well, one second, he's the champion of what? He's the champ. Oh, he's just the champ. That's, All right. that's him. He is well, just, the just champ. like Freddie Mercury. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, he's a queen. Just like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, Freddie Mercury was a queen, and he's the champ. That's just the way All right, it goes. Gotcha. All right, all right. Go ahead. What you got, man? And so I got the response, and I'm going to play it now. This is like my number one song on iPod. Yes. You gotta take a stand, it don't have to hide. If you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. I gotta be a man, I can't let it slide. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of You believe in God, you better start thanking him, because right now you've stumbled upon cash and checks and snapping next to you. Champ, 
This week, we got a message to Elmo. <laughs> you think I'm stupid? I'm talking to you, Kevin Clash, the man behind the puppet, behind the table, in the dark. It's where you've spent your life hiding with your hands up. <laughs> I guess we know where your hands have been, don't we? But see, what well, we're not worried about your hands today. What you need to worry about are my hands. The hands that belong to the arms that belong to the most powerful champion you have ever come across. I am not a six-year-old little boy. You will not be diddling me anywhere. Let me tell you what will be happening, Kevin Clash. And I know you're listening to this, Kevin, because I know you're not at work anymore. But here's what's going to happen. You're going to show up April 4th at Twist of Lime in the middle of the ring. You and me, we're going to finish this once and for all. And by finish it... I mean, I am going to literally murder you in front of a bar full of people. And they will do nothing but chant my name and pat me on the back and surf me out of the building away from the police who will definitely be there. Kevin Clash, <laughs> April 4th, Twisted Lime. I hope you're there, and I hope you bring that puppet. It's time for the champ to cash a check and snap a goddamn neck. Woo! You see, that's what happens when you open your mouth and you don't know who you're gonna mouth off to. Yeah, Rum. What? I have to, you know, I, have, I don't really feel bad for Kevin Clash because he's done more than enough damage to several people. Well, he should know better than to have a name that sounds like a wrestler. Right, and he got challenged by the the champ, Josh Watts, who will be performing also with Mr. Merlin Huffmeyer right here on <laughs> on Saturday night. Y'all really? ain't said my name right yet. No, no, no. Wayne <laughs> hasn't said your name. Right. I, that's right. I said Huffmeyer again, didn't I? You did. <laughs> He's determined right. to change your. I, I, <laughs> his name is Berlin Huffmaster. Jesus Christ! I don't know why I've, I want to say Huffmeyer. I don't know if that's because it's because I'm cheap. No, <laughs> I don't really. I don't know. I don't know if I, if I actually have a Huffmeyer client at my work or not, and that. that I don't know. It's weird. I'm strange. It is weird. Well, you're a strange dude. So there you are. I'm sorry. Run with it. Berlin, don't Own beat it. me in the face. Client cl client for what? Uh, I'm a for veterinary dominatrix? technician. Like what? Yes, I am. I, I am. I'm a dominatrix. He's, he's uh, the worst <laughs> dominatrix ever. I am. I'm like, like a lazy dominatrix. Like, whip yourself. Like, uh, here, here's a uh, stick. Bring me a need. sandwich, slave. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I think you just a guy like a sandwich in one hand, just <laughs> lazily flipping the whip. Ah! Burn yourself he with just a cigarette. He goes at him. He goes at him. Yeah, yeah, you want a bite? No. Hi, I'm a dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for Matt Robin that he's missed all this. Oh, he's going to get it all on the ride down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet he oh, is. he's going to drive drunk, you know. So if there's any law enforcement out there, like, we have every intention of driving drunk from that show. All right. All right. All right. It's going to turn yeah. into Cannibal Run. Why are we echoing? Is everyone else here in the echo? I yes. am here in the echo, echo, echo. Okay. Hello. Echo. It's your mom's vagina. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, anyway, uh, Jamie, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it, man. Sure. You know, it it, it actually was really fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Sit here and forever, man. Uh, so, high fives all around. Yes, yes, yes. So beyond the uh, obvious April 4th show at the Twist of Lime in just a couple of short days, uh, and, you, of course, your your uh, gig with Tig Nataro, is there any any plugs you want to, you know, a website or uh, anything like that? Uh, check us out at Hub City Comedy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, I, I don't know if this is going to be up by tomorrow, but we are hosting Ben Kronberg at the Brick House in Meridian, Mississippi. That's 8 p.m., only $5 cover, free for active duty and reserve. Um, we have uh, Tig Notaro on April 14th, but also on April 8th, Todd Berry is returning to Hattiesburg. He's going to be at the Thirsty Hippo. This guy is great, man. He has amazing crowd work. In fact, last time he was here, he just did 20 minutes on my name. It was great. <laughs> Todd Barry has uh, maybe my favorite joke about the South, which I, uh, oh, I like guess paid in fat back and stuff. Wait, what? Oh, it's, it's like yeah, yeah, I did a show in Alabama, and people are like, oh, what was that like? But, yeah, uh, yeah, that one. And and, and and honestly, it's one of those jokes that you don't want to do because only he can do it. Right. It's it's so much about his his uh his inflections and all that. But Todd Barry, very funny. And uh, so, you know, if you're looking, you know, for, for a place to go hang out for a weekend, maybe go out to uh, Hattiesburg and check out the comedy scene. Uh, hey, man, Hattiesburg is cool. We'd love to have you along. I'll come on up. That would be great, dude. I'd love uh, to I, I think we will try very, very soon to yes. uh, go up there. Please do. So, uh, and, uh, hey, you know, thank you. I'm sorry? Leon Blanda and his partner. I don't have the flyers right in front of me, so I can't just prattle off the names and dates. Uh, you talking about Dane Fauché? Like, I know they're, yes, they're doing a thing. Yes, that's it. For uh, the record tour. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how much of a fan Leon is of us. <laughs> no, he's, he, seemed, he seemed to be okay with us. <laughs> never sure with people these days. Uh, but no, no. I, uh, they're, both, they're both super funny guys. So, uh, you know. Definitely check them out. Support local comedy, um, and and you know everybody needs to laugh. This is what it's about, y'all. Yes. So um, anyway, again, man, thank you for joining us. Uh, I would thank uh, Matt, but he was a douche and had to leave. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, I was your host, Wayne. I am Adam, and I am the rum guy. And I'm Merlin Huffmaster. That's right. I'll let our guest say his name right. Uh, <laughs> And uh, thank you guys, and remember to keep it metal! Those boys were really damn funny. Well, at least that one guy, that Berlin Huffmaster, he was really funny. I, that other guy kind of weirded me out wanting to lick Rum's anus with the with the preparation H on it. But whatever, whatever that boy likes, it's okay by me. I mean, you know, no, I don't judge, even though I am from the great state of Mississippi. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I just don't know what to say. Woo!
Alright, well enough of that. Let me just say thank you to Mr. Berlin Huffmaster for joining us and Mr. Matt Robin. They were nice boys and funny. Even though, like I said, preparation age with the tongue was kind of weird. Uh, anyway, come check them out on April uh, 4th at the Twist Alarm. It'll be a good show. Uh, other than that, see you guys next time. Alright, bye-bye. Mm-hmm.